Welcome to the month of movies for oh, April. Lights, camera, action. Oh, lights, camera, action. Shit, I forgot my... It's been so long. It's uh, been a month. Lights, camera, action. It's been the longest uh, month ever. Yeah. Uh, this is month of movies for uh, all, oh, April. April Jesus. 2020. Christ. Uh, <laughs> this year, we're going through the alphabet of movies. Uh, so we're watching A and B movies and C and D and so on and so forth. Uh, April, we're watching GH. Yes, watching the movies with G and H. And then we'll talk about all the other movies we watched as well. And then the pre review. Yes, the preview. The preview review. Um so I'll 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 go first because mine I feel like mine were worse than yours. Uh for G, I watched the, I picked a movie that I heard someone talk about on a podcast once. It's called Ghost Team One. Now this, team one. Now this is a comedy horror movie type thing. More more comedy than horror. Yeah, yeah. It's a uh, there's that balance that is very hard to achieve. With... Yeah, not many movies can do it well. No. Um, they either most most comedy horrors lean way too hard on the comedy. Yeah. But uh, this movie is about um, two guys. That uh, one guy thinks that the house is haunted. The other guy just doesn't believe him. But then they run into this woman who is super into ghosts, and then they both think she's hot. So then they're both kind of like, "Yeah, we, well, yeah, we're gonna investigate. We're gonna the, find these ghosts. Yeah, we're gonna find this ghost that's haunting this place." Um, and uh, that's kind of the gist of the movie. They're just recording on their camera it's a it's a found footage type movie where it's just like mm-hmm. handheld cameras um a lot of perverted humor which isn't my thing right this is definitely like a college type movie yeah uh, where we're like oh what would college guys do to get laid yeah um i did laugh at the the one dude's girlfriend her character is just weird and then they yeah. put a GoPro on the dog, and he was running around. That was probably the funniest part of the movie to me. Oh. I thought it was pretty decent. Yeah, I didn't. I was upset after I watched it. <laughs> I mean, I was entertained like through most of it, and then toward the end when they like were interacting with the ghosts and stuff, I'm like, that stuff was really fucking dumb. Yeah, it's very dumb. It and... built up to like a really dumb ending. Yeah. Um, I thought it was clever, just like, hey, you know, like two dudes trying to like get with this girl pretending ghosts are real and then they are real so like i don't know it's kind of yeah the end it's funny and i thought it was uh kind of unique movie um a different take on oh the phone footage of ghosts type thing like what would happen if like perverted college guys had a phone footage ghost movie yeah be pretty close to this and the ending Um, is Pretty racist-ish. Pretty yeah. racist. I shouldn't say ish. It's racist. Um, and not and not funny. No. Uh, yeah, I didn't care for this movie at all. It's going on the junk pile. Uh, I give it a yeah, four and I a half. I obviously enjoyed it. Huh? I give it a four and a half. I gave it a six and a half. All right. Um, I didn't think it was that terrible. 
I, for most of it, I enjoyed it. Um, but the ending was really fucking dumb. Yeah. Oh, that's right. That's for Ghost Team One. Ghost Team One. Give it a four and a half. But your G movie. My G movie. I picked a ghost story. Um, this is a movie I saw a trailer for a couple years ago, and it looked really interesting. And I guess a lot of people went to go see it and got mad because they thought it was a horror movie. <laughs> it's not. There are um, points, though. Very... There are certain points that yeah, were horror-ish that was really cool. But it's more of uh, the journey. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, the premise of the movie is like it follows someone who dies and then kind of through its history and loneliness and uh, just follows the journey of this person after they die a very sad way. Jesus Christ. Uh, and it's like, you know, trying to reach your past, but you can't cause you're dead. Um, and yeah, just like, but like he's confined you get to see, you can see like, yeah, he, he's in the house. He's like, confined to the house and he can see the world moving on without him, but he's still like grasping at the past, even though he's gone. Um, yeah, you, you want to say something? No, I was, I was going to say it, it, it. You see, like, because his his uh, his wife lives in the house, and then eventually she moves out, and then you see the next family that moves in, and the next family that moves in, and the next people that move in, and all these different types of people that like are in the house. And there's one point where like he's. It's still new to him because time passes strangely uh, when you're dead. <laughs> but like this Cause there's family, no time. there's this family that moves in and it's like he gets mad because she's not there anymore. And these people are and he's kind of like a poltergeist and he's like terrifying these kids in this family until they move out. I'm like, that was kind of neat to see. But mm-hmm. then they're like, yeah, Jesus, the fucking the, the other house across the street. Yeah, that was you can heart- see a ghost in the house. That was fucking heartbreaking. Mm-hmm. God damn it! We oh yeah. So that's so as you can tell by a review, like if you're expecting a scary horror movie, this is not it. Like, this is an emotional journey. Um, it was depressing I as thought, shit, but I fucking loved it. Yeah, it was interesting too. That, like the whole movie was done like four three with the rounded corners, like a film. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you noticed that. Yeah. Um, so it's like a memory, like a photo book and stuff. So it's kind of interesting. They went that route and yeah, I, I enjoyed it quite a bit. Um, but it's definitely not a movie for everyone. Yeah. But it's, yeah, it's definitely an emotional journey. Yeah. Uh, I gave a ghost story, a seven and a half. I gave a ghost story an eight and a half. Like, nice. And these, we, we, my girlfriend and I, we watched this movie, and I'm like, because we were to watch both G's in the same time, like the same day. We're like, which <laughs> one? Like, I'm gonna watch. I heard this one's depressing as hell, so let's watch this one first, and then the comedy will lighten the mood afterwards. And we're oh, like, no. oh, so maybe the contrast. I liked. It. I don't know. I, I liked a ghost story a lot. That's probably why the other one like hurt so much. Yeah, I, like I saw that. I'm like, all right, let's. I mean, I wasn't expecting a, a lot from Ghost Team One, but. Right. Uh, yeah. But no, I, Ghost Story was great. And then. So then for H. <clears throat> for H. You pick. 
I picked uh, initially I picked a movie uh, called The Host because I had a copy of it on DVD, and then uh, and then as I was watching it, it started skipping and wouldn't respond to anything I was doing. So that I popped up the disc and noticed there's a chip out of the top of the DVD. So that's not resurfaceable. Mm-hmm. And at the time, it wasn't on anything streaming. So then I, I switched my movie to something else. I switched, uh, but then at one point, Jason's like, "Oh no, it's on this. On, it's on this app." I go, "Cool." It must have just it must have just jumped on there, but it must have been on there for like a week or two because the next time I looked, it was off again, and I was like, mm. oh. "So I picked uh, I picked Henry's uh, portrait of a serial killer." Uh, do you want me to talk about host? I mean, you can you wait. Brought it up uh, if you want to. Um, so ho the host is I can't remember the guy's name. Bon but, uh, oh shit. June. The director of Parasite <laughs> that won Best Picture this past year. Um, this was a movie he did in 2006 and seven. 2007 oh. is what mindset. Um, Bong Joon Ho. Yeah. So this is kind of a monster <laughs> movie. Because uh, it was in South Korea, right? Um, it's in Seoul. Wherever Seoul is, I'm not a geography. I am not either. Um, <laughs> I'm looking. Uh, but anyway, so it's like, South Korea. You're this, right. <laughs> so there's this giant creature in the water, and then just one day it comes out and just like starts killing and eating and like killing, eating, and taking people underwater and stuff. And everyone's just like, "What the hell?" Because they were just watching. Like, this is weird. And then the creature comes and attacks the little town or little park. And uh, then the government comes in and like, like basically ropes it off quarantines and says, have you been in contact? You know, every person that saw the creature, they're like questioning and they're saying that people are getting a virus from this monster. And uh, you follow a guy who saw his daughter get taken away and he's like trying everything, you know, to try. He's like, the father is like a failure. Like everything he does, he sucks at it. Uh, but his dad owns a store, so he works at the store, and he feels bad because you know, like, he's got a daughter, and he's not the best father. But then she get the daughter gets kidnapped, and he's trying to get her back. But also at the same then, at the same time, the the father is like, he's a he's worthless, but also he's like worthless in a funny way. Like it's kind of comedic, right? So then they get quarantined and they're asking for questions. And then like the father gets a call from his daughter and he's like, she's still alive, but no one believes him. Cause they're like, Oh, it was just a dream. You're, you know, hallucinating, blah, blah, blah. So then the movie turns into like, he's going to try to anything to get his daughter back. Um, which was interesting (laughs) cause it was like a monster movie, but it was definitely focused on these people. Mm -hmm. And, that's what like a lot of these to me the reason i don't like a lot of the monster movies is like you we didn't care anything about any of these people where this movie you obviously do because you're following them through the thick and thin um that's the host i thought it was really good um and you can definitely tell like after because i watched parasite first and it's like you can definitely tell that there are similar areas that in in south korea 
like this is how people live in these areas mm-hmm. and stuff like the low income so obviously he knows he's probably from that area but yeah it was i thought it was a really good movie um i gave it a seven and a half okay yeah he the also host. did now snowpiercer that we watched a few months yes back. snowpiercer he did um <clears throat> He did a job. You, you want to see. didn't watch it. No, well, you watched part of it. Yeah, I watched. And then up to the part where they're in the sewer. <laughs> oh, so you're pretty close to the end. Oh. Well, actually, they're in the sewers for a lot yeah. of the movie. <laughs> um. All right. So I watched a movie called Henry Portrait of a Serial Killer. Uh, yeah. This movie. Uh, like What's the, his name? Uh, Michael Rooker plays Henry. Michael Rooker. Um, now, this is loosely based on an actual serial killer named, oh god, was it Henry... Shit, what's his name? I forget the actual guy's name. Henry Lee Lucas. Oh, and Henry Lee Lucas is fucked up. Um, but, so it's, it's kind of like a retelling, but like they changed certain details here and there. But um, it's about a guy named Henry who goes around killing sex workers or just like kind of, I don't want to say this to degrade that, but like kind of uh, lower economic status people because then they're not as missed as much. Um, Mm -hmm. But he just kills a bunch of people, like waitresses and and, uh, like sex workers and all this other stuff of that. And then his uh, roommate... Otis, which his roommate in real life's name was Otis, that also helped him kill. He kind of taught him how to kill people. Um, they just kind of start going out on little sprees, killing people here and there. Uh, but you kind of see the life of Henry. Um, and, uh, it, like, I, I mean, I follow true crime stuff, kind of, like, you know, for fun and some of that. And this wasn't fun. <laughs> like, this is a very disturbing movie to me. And I know, like, the, the, the director apparently is kind of really full of himself. And uh, this is, like, his thing that he's mainly known for is this movie. <laughs> um, he's also the guy that directed Wild Things. Oh, Jesus. But, um, but like, this is his most popular movie. And whenever he does, like, speaking roles anywhere like speaking to crowds about movies and stuff he's always like i don't want to talk about henry portrait of killer so no questions about that i want to talk about this and uh yeah it's um but no i i didn't feel comfortable in this movie and uh mm. it, it was very slow for me it felt like it was otis made... otis kind of creeped me out more oh, than yeah, henry for sure quite a bit yeah. I'm trying to what is this? His niece? I thought it was ugh, um I think it was a step- He's like trying to see her naked and all this stuff. I'm like, dude, you're related to her. It's his sister. Oh, it's his sister. It was a sister that he was trying to have sex with, yeah. Yeah, that dude was I don't know if it's worse. Creepy as shit. Yeah, it is worse than your niece. Than a niece? Yeah, because niece because <laughs> nieces can be like not... Well, I'm just thinking the age difference of nieces is. Well, also you could have a really worse. older brother who had a kid, you know, young. Like I know people that have 
nieces or nephews that are older than them. You know? That's true. <clears throat> but sister's like straight up the same DNA. At least at least with a niece it's like you're it's only Yeah, half so like DNA. Henry goes around killing he's like stone face, like just doesn't you know, he just does it. And then the other guy, Otis, he's like kind of showing Otis the ropes. Um and Otis is like really fucked up. Yeah. Um I thought it was decent. I mean, it was alright. It was slow. Yeah. But like, I was also like, "What? <laughs> What's going on? Where are they going with this?" Yeah. And the ending was just like, "Oh, yeah, that's right. okay." Yeah, that that ending was um, obviously made for the movie, not in real life. <laughs> right. Um, I gave Henry a portrait of a serial killer a six out of ten. Um, I. Uh oh. Did I not? I give it. Oh, I gave it a four and a half out of ten. <laughs> I am just just like Ghosty one. <laughs> sure, sure. Yeah. I uh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> then I gave your next movie, your art, your H movie. I did. So the movie I picked much better. Well, this wasn't the one I was going to pick, mainly because of the shutdown. I couldn't check out the movie from the library I wanted to, and it wasn't on any streamings. Okay. So I ended up picking hugo because it was a movie that carrie had and i was like oh it's an h movie carrie has that i haven't seen so i'll pick that what was the h movie you're gonna pick i was gonna do hidden fortress i don't know what that is yeah this is one of those on the list of really good movies that like one of those film lists i saw somewhere um and i was like oh and of course the library had it but they were closed um so i watched hugo the Martin Scorsese film, kids film. Uh, I want to say it's a steampunk feel type movie. Um, but anyway, this kid, he, uh, oh my God, I'm drawing a fucking blank. This kid has a sketchbook that apparently is illegal. Well, he, he has a sketchbook and he mm-hmm. also has a robot. But um, he's got an, an like an Android robot well, type thing. He's got a part of a robot. Yeah, it's all rusted, and he's he's trying to fix it up. Yeah, but robots are basically illegal, right? No. He he. So why were they all freaking out about it? Uh, because Ben Kingsley's character uh that was from his past, and he didn't want to deal okay. with it. And also, oh, okay. he the main character is an orphan, uh, mm-hmm. and orphans are sent to orphanages but he was living out on his own that's why Sasha Baron Conan's character as a guard was constantly like trying to get him because mm. they don't want orphans hanging around train stations <laughs> yeah so yeah he has a sketchbook with the different sketches and drawings of this robot that he has that has a heart shaped hole for a key or a key heart key hole um <laughs> And they're trying to find it so they can turn the robot on. And then it's not that far into the movie where they actually do turn it on. Yeah, it, the movie the movie moved very fast. Mm-hmm. So I thought it was ending like every five minutes. I thought it was getting, <laughs> I it was getting close to the end every five minutes because I'm like, all right, wow, they're really, uh, they're really, no, no, no. Yep, just keep going. <laughs> all right, keep going. Another thing. So I'm... then, yeah, they. They turn the robot on and 
he's doing weird stuff. They're like, what's going on? What? You know, and then they're figuring it out. And then they find out about the past of these characters through what the robot is doing. And I don't know. It's kind of a fun kids movie. Um, I don't know why. But yeah. Like, I don't know why, but it I just reminds this... me of steampunk stuff. Oh, sorry. Uh, Oh. Also, this is we're, this is still part of quarantine. No, no, this won't be released until like October because I'm very behind on podcasts. But uh, <laughs> but yeah, we're doing it uh, via Skype, so <laughs> talking over each other is hard. Um, yeah, but, there's a delay. Yeah, but the uh, the whole time, I don't know why I always thought this movie was like a CGI movie. And yeah, I did too, and it's not at all. <laughs> mm. I don't I don't know why. No, it's physical. Yeah, it's like physical effects yeah like they actually had a robot it wasn't a cg robot yeah but i don't know i i i really enjoyed this movie like i was like all right it'll be okay and it's like it's got little like sort of slapsticky like i (laughs) i I can't tell like i yeah because it's like it deals with films from like the 1900s and so like that, like, yeah, silent like film. old films, but then it's yeah, like silent film. Yeah. So this, then it feels like, like, and then at one point one character is talking and he's like saying how films don't exist anymore or whatever. But it's not that long ago as far as these characters go. Yeah. Because some characters are still alive. They're part of those films. So it must have been taking place like 1920s or thirties. Right. I don't know. But it, yeah, it was a lot more steam stuff. It felt like a futuristic, but it was supposed to be in the past. Yeah. Um, no, no, I'm not very good at describing this movie. Yeah, it, 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 well, it's like there's a lot of things that the characters discover along the way, and like just going, yeah, it's about this, this, and this, and you go, oh, okay. So then when you're watching, you know, it's like the the, the plot keeps like changing here and here and here depending on what the characters are doing but hence you thinking that it was constantly ending and it wasn't yeah yeah like oh, okay well let's do this oh they figured this out now oh now they're confronting this person about this then they find out about this now they're trying to look for this and then they find this i'm like whoa <laughs> you know but um yeah no i i i really enjoyed it a lot like it was a really good cast i mean ben kingsley it's kind of hard for him to screw up anything Right. And uh, Sasha Baron Cohen's right. like very slapsticky. Like, I love the conversation. Yeah, he's one of those guys that, like, <laughs> I don't know. When he does roles like this, I'm like, this seems like his kind of yeah. role. Like, I loved his phone conversations. Just like he was talking about, like, his, oh, God. Like, I can't remember exactly what, what was going on, but he was talking to his friend about, like, his wife having a baby or whatever and all this other stuff with that. And, like, it was just, that stuff was very humorous to me. But. Because I've not seen any of the Night at the Museum movies, but I feel like his character was like from that movie. Oh, is he in that mo- those movies? I don't know, oh. but I, it felt like that character came from those kind of movies. I gotcha. Yeah, um, but I've never seen them. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. What oh, else I gave to say. Hugo a seven. I gave Hugo a seven and a half. So I liked your it, it, I liked your movies way better than I liked mine. I also liked mine better than yours. <laughs> yeah, but mine way better. One's three but points mine higher, are only one's by like four points. A couple higher. bit. 
Yeah. Couple bits. Cold bit. I obviously liked your movies more than you did. Yeah. Um, and you liked my movies more than I did. Yeah. Um. Anyways, uh, onto the movies that we watched that weren't on our lists. Uh, but I'm I'm trying to stick with uh, watching the 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 movies on my own. The like movies that I have my my bookshelf that I bought that I never watched since I bought them. I also have a bunch of G and H movies because I was being funny. Um, so the first movie I, I watched, watched a couple of G and H movies. Yeah. Um, but uh, the first movie I watched, we watched this many years ago before the podcast, but I saw it for a dollar somewhere, and I was like, I'm gonna check that out again. Uh, Hamlet two. Oh yeah. Um, so Hamlet two is uh, about this this guy who's he's not only a teacher, but he's like a, a he he's kind of like a, a play teacher like he puts the high school plays on and um and he's but he's trying to be a writer so like he'll write his own original plays and then have the students act them out and stuff and they're like yeah you're not that great at this um but then he ends up going to this like sort of inner city high school and like all these kids are taking the the play because it's just an easy credit for them or whatever and no one gives a shit about his plays at all and he's just like what it feels like to be a, a, a actor and this and this. And the kids are just like, what the fuck is he talking about? Um, but then after he like starts working on a play called the sequel to Hamlet, where like Hamlet gets a time machine and goes back in time and like tries to save all the people from Hamlet, like Ophelia from drowning and also other stuff like that. Like, King, like it's such a weird thing that you meet Jesus and stuff. And that starts like everyone in town getting mad because it's blasphemous. So like, they boycott it from the schools and stuff like that, and like, and uh, but the kids actually start giving a shit about the play and wanting you to do it, and and uh, it's I remember it being funnier than it was, but it was still mm-hmm. entertaining, and I like mm-hmm. Steve Coogan a lot, because um, he's a main actor, and it's so weird when you know a British actor is is doing an American accent, it's so mm-hmm. weird to me, <laughs> <laughs> um, but. No, I, I, it's, it's a fun, silly movie. Elizabeth, I love how Elizabeth Shue is in the movie, but she plays herself, and she's, but she's not an actor, actress anymore because she's like, eh, you don't get paid much to be an actress, so she's a nurse. And I don't know, I just her being herself in the movie, pretending to be a nurse, was funny to me. Um, the thing is, like, I, I enjoyed the movie a lot. But I don't know anything about Hamlet. No, I don't either. So I feel like a lot of the jokes were lost on me. <laughs> well, because like <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, like the whole go- like all these people are they saving their lives or something? Like okay, so I'm guessing they died in the original. Oh, a lot of people die in Hamlet. <laughs> but um, all I remember is the skull. That was was that Hamlet to be or not to be? That's Hamlet. Huh. I don't know Shakespeare. I guess it was. <laughs> He's holding the the skull of yeah. somebody important. Yorick. The last poor Yorick. I knew him once well. I don't know. Anyways, I gave Hamlet 2 a six and a half. I had fun with it. Uh, yeah, I didn't read it. I didn't watch it during the podcast. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to go on the next one. The next movie I saw was uh, one that I, I, uh, I had interest in seeing it. And uh, people are like, yeah, if you watch, it's like Eli Roth's Cannibal Holocaust. It's called Green Inferno. 
Oh, yeah, I remember that one. Um, so I'm like, I'll give it a shot. I heard people – I didn't hear much about it. I heard people say they hated it, but I also you know people hate Eli Roth. So I was like, I'll give it a shot. I'll check it out. Um, so it's a bunch of college girls who are like – they're – they're they're like making fun of students who are like on the quad, like protesting things like, oh, Jesus, they're knowing everyone else. But then one of the girls sees like the main dude who is kind of putting the like uh, the lead of like making sure the protests happen and whatnot. And she's like, oh, he's cute. Well, maybe I'll check it out and stuff. And eventually she ends up uh, going to this other country because um, people are tearing down the rainforest and like they, they flew there to go like protest and like chain themselves the trees and stuff like that to stop them from cutting down the, uh, the rainforest. And, uh, and like, yeah, it worked cool. And then as they're flying back, their plane crashes, uh, <laughs> in an area full of cannibals. And, um, one of the cannibals, like they, they chuck, like they 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 capture like they kill a bunch of them, but then they capture a bunch and put them in a cage. And slowly, day by day, they keep pulling one more out of the cage to kill them and eat them and some of that. And boy oh boy, this movie does some very gruesome things. Like, I think this movie had one of the most realistic looking eyeball scenes that I've seen in a while. Yeah, mm, and you've seen a lot of those movies. Yeah. Um, or, or people just like getting their skin ripped off and like skinned and some of that. Like it, whoever did the practical effects on this movie did a good job because there were some very squeamish scenes. Um, but it also had like somewhat comedic moments, which kind of annoyed me a little bit because one of the characters like wanted weed when they landed there, so they got weed. And then once, once the um, once one of the characters died, uh, they shoved the weed into the person's body so that when they cooked the body every, all the cannibals got high and then like they Jesus. some of them fell asleep and the one guy like escaped from the cage and then he's like oh no they got the munchies and then they eat him i'm like really uh but um it was it was all right for what it was it was i mean i'm not much for gory movies but the plot i mean i wanted to check it out to see what kind of plot it was in it it felt like it was it moved along fine and all there some of that and decent acting and whatnot but it didn't blow me away um so i gave the green inferno i gave it a six okay so i watched so all of a sudden this movie like came out of nowhere um it came out in 2017 but in the last like month or two it seems like everybody was talking about it um, so I don't know if it's like because it's the first time in the U.S., uh, but it's a movie called One Cut of the Dead. Okay. Um, this one is also a comedy horror. Okay. But it leans more on comedy than horror. Um, uh, trying to figure out. I was telling you before the podcast. I'm like, I don't know how I'm going to explain this movie uh, because there's a part in the movie where you're just like, oh, oh, this is what they're doing now. Uh, but I don't want to talk about that because when it happens, you'll know it. Uh, <laughs> but I don't want to ruin that surprise, too. But basically what it is is um, 
the this film crew is making a horror film about zombies and as it's going like the director is getting pissed off because the actors aren't doing a good job and stuff like that so there's a fight and because uh, the girls like because they cast like two of the most popular actors to play the two leads like the teen and heartthrobs so the director's all pissed because they can't act they're just there because they're popular mm-hmm. um, so as they're like doing this film and he goes off and he gets all pissed off and he the director leaves and then as they're like rehearsing lines and stuff real zombies start showing up okay and then like they're like oh shit and then um like but you don't realize it right away like parts of the cast like the sound guy and stuff like that gets ripped out they're like oh he's 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 playing an extra in the film then they realize his arm's gone and stuff like that (laughs) it's like holy crap but then yeah like i said there's a part in the film where it's just like basically spins it around and then you're like, Oh, Oh, this is where they're going. Um, so like a half hour into the film, like it takes a complete different turn. Um, but it was cause it seems like the first half hour, it seems pretty serious, mm-hmm. but then like the last hour is like, God damn it. This is fucking brilliant. And it's really funny. Um, so that's all I'm going to really say about it. Uh, I don't want to like someone review- give anything away. Someone reviewed this and it's without spoilers. I just want to read it because it, it kind of it, it says what you said, but like very vaguely. Nine out of ten. <laughs> they said nine out of ten. Amazing. So at first you just cringe and laugh at the silliness of the movie. Then you're confused. Then you laugh at how amazing. Yep. Then you laugh at how amazing the movie is. The last thirty yep. minutes were one of the best movie watching experience. Yep. <laughs> I was so confused, like forty minutes in, going, "What? <laughs> what? Wait, what?" And then I'm just like, "Oh my god!" But then, like, when the movie got done, I almost wanted to start the movie over. Really? <laughs> oh, yes. Yeah, I'm, gonna have I'm to like, watch I got to rewatch it. I didn't even notice this. Uh, yeah. I'm gonna have to. I, I... Yeah, one of the minor things that um, I didn't catch right away. It's pretty obvious because the title of the movie, "One Cut of the Dead," it's like the first half hour is shot continuously. Okay. So it's not like, um, I mean, it probably wasn't, but it was edited to look that way. Yeah. And I'm like, Oh, I guess that makes sense. One cut of the dead. (laughs) Yeah. And I didn't realize it at first. So it like makes sense. Like a bunch of the scenes. So like, once I figured that out, I was like, Oh, I kind of want to rewatch it. The first half hour again. (laughs) Um, but yeah, I gave it an eight out of ten. Nice. It was very entertaining. Um, I forgot. I think it was on Shutter. Yeah, it was on Shutter. You said. Oh. Um, but yeah, it came out in 2017. So the fact that like everyone's talking about it now makes me think it hasn't been in the U.S. before. Okay. But like, Edgar Wright came out with a list of like the top, his top fifty funniest movies or something like that. And this was on it. Okay. I was like, Edgar Wright thinks this is funny. Like, as I'm watching it, I'm like, he thinks this is that funny? And yeah, it's got, like, some little quirks and funny at the beginning, but it's more serious. But anyway, yeah, that's One Cut of the Dead. I gave it an eight. All right. Uh, The next movie I watched was Ghost Story. Um, Not the same ghost story. Different than a ghost story. It's it's called... 
uh, it's okay. So in America, for some reason, it's called Ghost Story. But like it's one ghost or two? Just, just no. It doesn't even have. It just says Ghost Story. It's no other two, whatever. No, is it ghosts? No, ghost. 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 And then story is one story or multiple stories? One story. <clears throat> but it's okay. based on the... Because there's movies called Ghost Stories yeah. but uh, no, from 81. A... No, no, this is from 2000-something. It's also but it's on story. IMDb. It's called Turn of the Screw because it's based on the book Turn of the Screw, which is what it's called on IMDb and in the BBC and everything. But it's like it was a BBC-produced movie. Oh, um, and it has one of the girls from Downton Abbey as the main actress. So if you recognize her. Um, Guessing it's this one. Turn of the screw. I think it's 2012, I think. Um, but yeah, I watched a movie many years ago called... Um, oh, God, I can't even find it. Like, that's not it, because that's from 74. Um, this might be it. 2009 I think 2009 or 2009 um yep so it's before that woman was on Downton Abbey but uh anyways so but <clears throat> I watched a movie many years ago called The Innocence um which was also a movie from the 1960 I think uh called The Innocence um but it was also based off of uh, turn of the screw. It was January 2016. So it's basically, if you listen to that, it's basically the same plot, <laughs> except in this movie, um, because it's about a woman who's taking care of kids and she's seeing ghosts and people aren't believing that she's seeing things and so on and so forth. And she thinks the kids uh, are trick playing tricks on her and stuff and whatever. But in this version, um, there's a psychiatric uh, doctor who's like asking her questions and some of that, and she's like in a psych ward. And it, so she's kind of telling what happened because you can tell something bad happens for the fact that she's being like questioned all sort of stuff like that. But, um, so that's the main different thing is like that she, they're actually talking to her and saying, Oh, so what happened? She's like, well then, and then you see parts of it and it keeps cutting back and forth and stuff. Um, okay. But I thought it was a pretty good, I mean, the innocence, I gave that an eight. Um, that was a really good rendition of the book. And, uh, I gave, this ghost story, I gave it a seven. It's still good. Mm. Um, I like the different fresh take on it. And uh, for those of you, I'm sure it might be out by the time this podcast gets released, but the second season of House on Haunted Hill or Haunting of Hill House uh, is going to be the Haunting of Bly House or Bly Manor, which is based on the turn of the screw. So if oh. you, you can watch this movie. Which I'm not going to lie, I don't know anything about the turn of the screw. Yeah. Uh, so you could watch in the Innocence or uh, the this one, and then kind of be like, all right, let's see what the show is about. So I'm excited, but yeah, I gave that version of Turn of the Screw. I gave it a seven. Uh, I'll do another one since I watch way sure. more movies this month than you. <laughs> um, you always watch more movies than me. Yeah. So uh, this movie never really got released, um, but I got a bootleg copy at C2E2 this year. Um, the comic book movie Gen 13. Oh yeah, I wanted to watch that. Yeah, because I, I have all the comics. Yeah, I read I read the entire series up until I think the Wildstorm stuff. And, I was gonna, 
Yeah, I was going to say the, the, the re-release for DC. I don't think well, right that. Uh, the re-release of DC was Volume 4. Volume 3 I didn't really read too much of because it had nothing to do with the same characters. Yeah. It was completely different. Yeah, I think I think... That was Wildstorm, but it was like... It was like a six-issue mini, yeah. or miniseries or something, wasn't oh. it? Oh. Oh, it was long. Yeah. Oh. I don't have all the issues of the the gen 13 volume four i think like or, a couple <laughs> oh three volume three um yeah because there's like 17 issues 16 issues oh, okay. yeah 17 issues uh volume three was yeah 2002 to 2004 yeah well i, I knew it was smaller than like the 90s the non, whatever that was the non-normal characters they're just other kids with powers yeah um but this uh this series it, and this is based on the original series, like kind of yeah, based the on the mini-series. miniseries, kind of, um, where it's uh, you follow these, you follow the main character who's uh, Caitlin Fairchild, who um, volunteers for this government experiment thing where they're doing tests on her, and um, and then you meet like other characters like Free for All and Grunge while they're there, and. Uh, and they try to escape the facility at the end. Yeah, because they, they realize they start getting uh, superpowers. I just realized I don't think Burnout was in it. Yeah, I think they cut him out of the movie. And Rainmaker was in a small scene where she's like just okay. trapped in her room, like pounding on the door. And then that was it. So it's basically just the three characters. Um, Flea... From Red, Red Hot Chili Peppers <laughs> is the voice of grunge. Now, I don't like Flea, but I'll pretend I do because everyone else seems to love him so much. But his character was like, I understand his the character is supposed to like, the, the kind of came out in the 90s. Um, right. But the character is so he's like. like the skater, surfer vibe. Yeah, he's like, like whoa, so I don't know what to do. I'm farting. Ha <laughs> ha. And you're like, uh. But, um,. Mark Hamill is the voice of Threshold in that movie, which is weird. Because, oh, that's awesome. Yeah. Uh, and then um, the, the, the... Is Bliss in the movie as well? Maybe. She's the, I the, think... She was, like, I think the sister of Burnout, I think, not of Threshold or something. Yeah, I think Bliss was, too. And, uh, yeah. Um, but the, the, the whoever played Freefall, I can't remember her name, but she did, like, uh, Buttercup from... Um, <laughs> Powerpuff Girls and some of that, and and uh, I can't remember the. Oh, that's right. The uh, the main the main actress from Urban Legend, um, was the one that played Freefall or um, sorry, Fairchild. Yeah. Alicia Witt. Yes. No, Bliss okay. isn't in it, but it's Ivana. Yeah, whatever. Oh yeah, Ivana was the the ruler. Yeah. Um, but. I was like, I was excited to watch it, and I started watching it, and then I got kind of bored with it. And I remember I watched it many, many, many years ago when I downloaded it legally, and then I was like, oh yeah, it's all right. <laughs> IMDb gives it a, a solid six point oh, and that's what I also gave it. I gave Gen Thirteen a six out of ten. Cloris Leachman was in yeah, it. Yeah, Cloris Leachman. Yeah, she's Helga, the one who's like kind of. Uh, tell like making sure that the students are doing what they're supposed to be doing. Okay. 
All right, what'd you see next? Yeah, I'm surprised. Oh, what? Sorry. I watched. Huh? You're saying I'm I'm surprised. I'm surprised. Like, well, I guess they didn't know what to do with it because they didn't like know what rating they wanted for it and stuff. Yeah. And I think that's why it never came out. Yeah. But I'm surprised they haven't released it, or someone must own the rights to that movie. Well, whoever made the box art did a great job. But being sarcastic? No, no. It, it looks like, I mean, the print, the poor bootleg didn't printed it. Uh, had a shitty printer, but um, the artwork looked like they had scanned actual artwork. It looks like it looks like an actual, you know, DVD. So. Because I, mean, I feel like nowadays with all these streaming services that that should easily fall into a streaming service. Yeah, I mean, the, unless we know why they never released it. The the actual um, on IMDb the picture is the poster for when they're showing it in convention center room three at, a, at some sort of com- comic convention. <laughs> That's funny. But all right. Yeah, I don't know why it never came out. But anyway, um, I watched a movie called Onward. Uh, is the new Pixar movie. Oh, yeah, okay. With Chris Pratt and Tom Holland um, are the voices of two brothers who um, uh, I'm trying to remember what kind of creatures they were ogres or something i don't know but anyway uh oh sorry i, I was just reading up uh it never got released in america because uh disney owned the on the copyrights and since um uh Mar- or sorry disney disney open owns the copyrights for the movie um but since the comics were printed by dc uh it was a conflict of interest so it was never uh, released but it was sold in europe and other markets hmm so that's why. Yeah, because I was gonna say Warner Brothers owns the rights to the Gen Thirteen. Yeah. But yeah, it was probably animated by Disney. Yeah. The movie remains unreleased. But it looks like the animation style looks like the DC animated movies. Yeah. I don't know. So it's, it's Disney is the copyright owner considers it a commercial for the rival company DC. <laughs> Disney said, F you, we're not releasing it because yeah. it'll only help the other competition. Yeah, exactly. But Europe didn't give a shit. <laughs> yeah. Anyways, onward. So anyway, onward. Uh, they're elves. I don't know why I said ogres. Uh, so they're two elves. And uh, for one of uh, the youngest one, I forget how old he turns, but anyway, it's his birthday. So her mo- their mom takes the stuff out of storage that she was going to give to them when they reach like the youngest one reached this certain age. Um, I want to say 15 or yeah, 15 or 16. Um, and cause their dad passed away when they were young. Um, like the youngest kid doesn't even remember his dad. Cause that's how young he was when he passed away. But anyway, they find this stuff and there's a staff in there. And they use the staff, like, because the older brother is huge into, like, D&D. Uh, so he's like, yeah, the, the magic is real and blah, 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 blah. And they're like, no, it's not. That's just all whatever. So this is one of those things that's, like, D&D is the past and this is now. So, like, all the creatures and stuff that exist in D&D still exist. But, like, 
magic has faded and stuff because technology took over and whatever. Mm-hmm. So they, there's like a staff in there, and he's like, I told you, Dad must have been a sorcerer or something like that. And they find a staff, and he's trying. the older brother's trying to use it, but it's not working. And he's like, I, I know all the spells because of the campaign and blah, blah, blah. And then the kid, the younger kid, like is playing with it a little bit. And then he does the spell about bringing his dad back to life. Oh, uh, and it starts working, but the gem that's in the staff was only half there. So it starts with his feet and then it just stops at his torso. So their dad came back, but just as legs. Okay. So then they're like, we got to find a new gem. So then they go on this quest to try to find the gem so they can bring their dad back fully because the spell only lasts for a day. So they have one day to try to figure out, like find a stone and bring their dad back. And, uh, basically it's a D and D type adventure where they're like going from, you know, they go to the tavern to find out information and blah, blah, blah. And it's a D and D type story and it follows them. It's decent. I thought it was okay. It's not, I, to me, it was like, okay, yeah, it's pretty straightforward of what's going on. Um, I thought it was a little weird. Hmm. <laughs> like, their dad is, like, wandering around with legs and stuff. It's like, how is he not tipping over? Or, like, I don't know. It just seemed weird. Like, how does he know which directions to walk? And Yeah, I heard, I heard people... He can't see anything. I heard a lot of people say it was, a, it was probably the weakest Pixar movie. It could be. I haven't seen them all, but... It was okay. I mean, to me, it wasn't anything amazing. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I would have. I think I might have been a little angry if I paid to go see it in the theater or something. But it was also one of those that didn't like grab me as, "Hey, I need to see this movie." Yeah. Like, I only watched it because they put it on Disney Plus, and I was like, "Yeah, let's give it a try." So, like, we sat down and watched it. But it's not a movie I would go out and see. And that probably made me go, okay. And it just it was an okay movie for me. So I only gave it like a 5 out of 10. Because to me it wasn't anything. I mean, if you're new to D&D and stuff like that, it might be interesting. Like, oh my god, that's just like when you're playing a campaign and stuff. But like to people who've played D&D also is like, yeah, that's like pretty normal stuff. <laughs> I don't know. So, yeah, I gave Onward a five and a half. Okay. Um, I watched this movie. I picked up at Roman Sale like a year ago. And it's a horror movie. And I was like, I got to watch this, even though I know it's not going to be great. So I watched it. Uh, it's called Haunting in Connecticut. Um, that doesn't even sound like a good title. Yeah. It's it's one of those movies that's based on a true story. Um, but... I was like, yeah, this doesn't look good. And then um, people, like... That's a weird cover. Haunting Connecticut, yeah. <clears throat> well, then people said it was a good movie, like, on horror, like, horror, uh, like, lists and stuff like that. I'm like, all right, I'll guess I'll give it a shot. <clears throat> so this kid, the main character, he's dying of cancer. Uh, and the mom is like... You know they're driving back and forth uh, from where they live to the this the place where he's getting his like treatments and stuff, but 
but it's like a four hour drive there and, and then four hours back or whatever and stuff like that. So like they're leaving in the day and they're coming back way at, late at night and stuff and um and they're like, Oh man, this sucks because it's like we're wasting so much time just driving back and forth. And he's like and he the kid is getting tired from all the chemo and all whatnot and and like the long drives are making him throw up and get sick and so they keep pulling over to the side and all this stuff and like so they considered there's a house out there like like they started looking around the house for sale he's like well can we rent it and just like stay here while we're doing the treatments and stuff like that <clears throat> so then yeah they decided to to buy the house because it was really dirt cheap and uh and then you start realizing that there's weird stuff going on and the kid is like seeing and hearing all these weird things um and without giving too much away, it's a very generic horror movie. Like, hey, they go into a house, it's haunted, and they go, what's wrong with it? Well, we found out that this happened in the house. and But in this version, it's not like someone died in the house. There was someone who was a necromancer, and he was, like, mm. doing experiments on bodies. And again, this movie had another great eyeball scenes where they're cutting off people the, the body's eyelids so they can't... So the ghosts can never stop seeing or whatever. Um, and, uh, but like, of course, everyone's thinking that, oh, he's seeing things and hearing things because, well, we have to stop the uh, the treatments because the experimental treatments because it's probably messing with his brain and some of that. And he's like, no, I see ghosts. And no one believes him because he's dying and all some of that. Um, it's, it wasn't that entertaining of a movie. Um, and the ending and just made me go, go fuck yourself. Because it was <laughs> like, it was just one of those endings where like, oh, God is great. And he did this. And then like, and they go, oh, but why, but why did this happen? Because we believed or whatever. And I like, go, oh, screw yourself. Um, that's the problem. That's the thing I hate about ghost stories is like so often that like it's like, here's a ghost story. Well, we'll use God and I'm like, I don't, I believe in ghosts, but I don't want to believe in God. Leave me alone. <laughs> um, but I gave a haunting in a Connecticut. I gave it a five and a half. Um, okay, so after my girlfriend and I, we watched a ghost story, and then we watched Ghost Team One, and we're like, let's just squeeze one more movie in today. And I was <laughs> I was going through, so I'm like, all right, so it was a depressing movie, and then a a not that comedy funny voice. comedy movie. Like, let's what do you want to watch? And I was going through my my hard drive of movies, and I'm like, all right, so like I've never seen this movie, so we watched Return to Oz. Oh, the live action one. Yes, and that just With kind of Jack. Made, yeah, that just kind of made us go. Why are we watching movies today? <laughs> <laughs> because one was made us sad, one made us kind of uh, uh, angry, one made us so confused and scared. Um, so Return to Oz is uh, it's a sequel to Wizard of Oz. Wizard of Oz. Um, where after. <laughs> And, and it's like kind of dark and messed up because after the whole stuff that happened in the first Wizard of Oz 
And she's like, oh, mm-hmm. I believe Oz exists. And there's people like, like the lion and the wizard and the, all this stuff of that and or the witches and whatnot. And I was like, okay, honey, we believe you. And then she's like constantly talking about this stuff. I'm like, oh, yeah, she's a, she's a little crazy. So they sent her away to get special treatment. And I put that in quotes. Basically, they're going to give her electroshock therapy because she's believing all this crazy nonsense. But then as she's getting like electroshock therapy, lightning strikes the building and then she runs away and like passes out in a field somewhere or whatever, like by the river. And then she goes back to Oz. But then in the year, like time passed in Oz where all this shit happened, where all these, everyone in Oz turned into stone. They all turned to stone and like the Tin Man and the Scarecrow and the Scarecrow is probably the scariest goddamn looking thing. Like, Jack is weird, but the Scarecrow, mm-hmm. just to return to Oz Scarecrow, he's a nightmare. He is nightmare fuel. Um, But, uh, yeah, this evil, this evil, like, rock monster thing is turning all the people to stone, and they and he wants the ruby red slippers, so then he's going after uh, uh, Dorothy to oh, get it. Jesus. Yeah. He's like a cartoon human. It's, it's, yeah. Um, but yeah, then, uh, then the rock monster is trying to stop Dorothy and, uh, and she meets a bunch of new friends along the way that aren't the main three characters from the first movie. Um, it's okay. But there is a really scary picture of the scarecrow. Yeah. It's, uh, the costume on display at the museum and the head is detached. Yeah. <laughs> So it's like the outfit is on one display and then the head is on a like pedestal next to it, but it's lit like from underneath. Oh. So it's actually really creepy <laughs> instead of the cartoony looking like the movie. Yeah. Um, it's but, like Halloween, Hollywood movie costumes. But I don't know. It it was all right. I bet if I watched as a kid, it'd probably be better because I was kind of. I was a bit bored at some points. Um, See, I never saw this. I saw the cartoon one. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I don't. I still don't really know how I feel about this movie. So I, I gave it a five and a half. Give Return to Oz a five and a half. I believe it's also on Disney Plus. If you want to watch it, in was Disney this? Plus. I'm trying to remember. Did this have like all the little like gear things? Yeah, the uh, um, I can't remember what his name was. Um, yeah, he was like a little, he was a little like little roly poly, uh, gear guy, and uh, maybe I did see this. I don't know. What's his name? TikTok. Whatever I saw was on HBO. TikTok. That was his name. And uh, and it's funny because we were watching it and we're like, like he was like, oh, do this, 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 and I'm like, and I just went, it's a trap. And then I looked it up, and one of the guys who's the TikTok is literally the guy who was Admiral Akbar and Howard the Duck. Like he, the TikTok looks like uh, what the hell's his name? Wilford Brimley. Yes. <laughs> it was like Wilfred Brimley. Yeah. <laughs> Should have been voiced by him. Diabetes. Well, this is also 85, so I don't know how 
Right. I mean, he was probably popular then, oh. too. He was probably popular, but he probably didn't look like that then. I don't know. Wasn't that around the time The Abyss was out? Was he in The Abyss? No one knows. Um, no. All right, what'd you, what'd, you, what'd you watch next? So I watched this movie called Good Boys. <laughs> um, oh, my God. So this movie is a bunch of kids. I think they're like 13. Um, and this movie is not meant for kids. This is definitely an R-rated movie. But the basic premise of this is that these three kids are got invited to a um, boy-girl party. It's like one of their classmates' birthday party or something like that. So they're inviting boys and girls over. So they're all excited because the one kid has this crush on this girl. And he's like, I'm going to go. I'm going to kiss her at this party. But he doesn't know how to kiss. So they're like, the three of them are trying to figure out, find out. Like they look online and stuff like that and they can't figure it out. So then they borrow his dad's drone to watch the quote unquote nympho next door. <laughs> He's like spying on the girl next door mm-hmm. um, to learn how to kiss. But then they get all pissed off because the drones like by the pool and stuff. So then they like they take it. And they're like, we got to get our drone back. So then it's like them trying to get the drone back. But then the drone gets destroyed. So then they have to find a replacement because they're not supposed to be using his dad's drone. Mm-hmm. So then the mo- like the movie just basically comes. We have to get a drone for my dad. Otherwise, we're going to be grounded and can't go to this party. So it's like a pretty, I don't know, a pretty safe explanation of the movie. Mm-hmm. But some of the stuff goes really like, oh, my God. It's some of the stuff is really funny, but obviously very offensive too. But they like they're going through their parents' like room to try to find stuff, and they find this box full of like sex toy stuff, but they don't know what it is. So they're like, "Oh my god, check these out! They're nunchucks!" He's like whipping around, but it's like anal beads. He goes, "I don't know. They smell like poop, <laughs> stuff like that." And they're like taking stuff out of the box and using it like for what they think it is, but it's not. Um, there's a quote unquote CPR dummy, which is just oh, like, <laughs> yeah. And then Steven merchants in this movie and God damn it. His character is so funny, but he's hardly in it. Like Steven merchant is in it and will Forte is in it, but a total of like five minutes yeah. in the entire movie. Like, Oh, but they're so, Oh my God. When they're in the movie, it's hilarious. But yeah, it's it's funny because what they're talking about is so extreme. Like, I hope this is not what life is. But then, like, other things are so realistic that they're not, like, in movie world. So when it happens, you're like, holy crap. <laughs> yeah, that's what would happen if it was real and stuff like that. Um, I don't know. I was laughing quite a bit at the movie. And I do not... I watched it on HBO, and I do not know if I watched the R version or the unrated version. Okay, there's both versions? So I have no idea. I think they had both of them on there. I just watched whatever one popped up first. Uh, but, yeah, I thought it was really hilarious. It's The the main kid was from Room. Okay. The little boy from Room. Um, he's the main kid in this movie. Um, and then one of the other kids, I remember him from Last Man on Earth. And he was pretty funny in that. But the third kid, I didn't know what he was from. 
Um, well, I haven't watched any of yeah. those things, so. Yeah. You didn't watch Room? You oh, watched, I watched Room. Room. Sorry. I don't know yeah. what I was thinking. Justin something. Jacob um, Jacob Tremblay. Tremblay, that's it. Tremblay. Uh, but yeah, I thought Good Boys was really funny. I gave it an eight and a half. Um, <laughs> I was just laughing. So I'm like, is there a way they could cut this down and make it an appropriate movie? And I don't know if they could in parts. Oh, he was the autistic kid in The Predator. I didn't watch that. Yeah. He was also the kid that got killed, like, horribly in that Dr. Sleep movie. <laughs> He's also Wonder. The the baseball kid? Yeah. 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 So it's like going from that, from Dr. Sleep to Good Boys. It's like, he was also, ah. He was also in Last Man on Earth. Yeah, he was. Huh. He, well, in Last Man on Earth, he was flashbacks of... Uh, Will Forte's character when he was a kid, I think. Okay. It was either Will Forte as a kid or um, his brother, Andy Sudeikis. Jason Sudeikis? Yeah. Jason Sudeikis. Jason Sudeikis? Yeah. I don't remember yet. Andy He's the guy from Saturday Night Live? Yeah. From from Kansas City? So Will Forte and him were brothers in Last Man on Earth, and they had a flashback, and he was one of them. I don't remember which... Well, but yeah, he was. Well, the third kid. Because he was like in one episode, and it was like, oh, and they advertised it as the kid who was like nominated for an Oscar. Well, the third kid was from uh, Boardwalk Empire, so that's what he's mostly known for. Okay, yeah, I haven't watched that show. Um, so uh, sorry, what'd you get? What did you do the movie? Uh, get, uh, Good Boys. I gave it an eight and a half. Okay, wow. Yeah, it's really good. I. Uh... I missed one of my movies at the very beginning of the month. I forgot that I, I skipped over it. Um, this is another one of those movies I bought at the dollar store around Christmas time. It's a movie called The Gallows. Mm. Now, I didn't know much about this movie. And then I watched it. And you're like, I saw this. No, I didn't. But like, I, th- I, I think I was thinking of a different movie than what it was. Um, mm-hmm. Because I think I saw a trailer with gallows in it, but I don't think it was this movie. Uh, so this movie is a found footage movie and it's uh, you follow a kid in high school who's annoying as shit. He's like the cool kid, but he's borrowing like this camera to like record just around the area and stuff. And I think he's a football player or something. I don't know. But then one of the guys um, who was a football player, he's, He's in a main character in the school play, uh, but and then his friends are all make fun of him because like, oh wow, you're doing you you're a football man, but then you're being doing a play that's gay, blah 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 blah, dumb. And then you find out that he has a crush on the main actress. That's why he's doing the play because he has a crush on her and whatever. Um, oh, sorry. Cut back to uh, like the very beginning of the movie where it's like nineteen nine, like early nineties. It feels so weird. Like early '90s, this thing happened where they're doing a play at school, and it involved the gallows. Like, and at one point, a guy's like up there, like, "Oh, we sentence you to death and stuff." And the prop miss, uh oh, miss works. What is that called? Miss miss works malfunctions. There we go. And it uh, actually hangs the kid, and he dies. 
Oh. So then, uh, yeah. So then, like, then they're they're redoing that play uh, all these years later, and uh, but then the guy's like, "Well, we should, we we don't want I don't I don't want you to be in this play, but I don't you know whatever and stuff like that because he's a manly man." So they decide to sneak into the high school at night and trash the set so they have to cancel the play instead of him quitting the play because he wants to be close to the girl and doesn't want her to be mad because she's like, oh, play is life. Um, but then when they get there at night, the main girl's there like, what are you guys doing here? What are you? He's like, oh, no, I can't let her know that we're going to trash the play. And then so they like, there's some sort of ghost that's around that's like, following them and doing shit and you're like oh it's the ghost of the guy from the play all those years ago that died and uh like i said it's a found footage movie and uh finally at the very very end you're like all right this is the part that makes it interesting because the whole movie is not very interesting at all <laughs> um but the ending was kind of like okay that makes sense and then i went but it's still not great. Um, so I gave Gallows, I gave it a five and a half. I'm tempted because they made a sequel to it. <laughs> yeah, I saw that. I was looking at that, that they made a sequel to it. And I don't know how, I don't know if it's going to be better or worse. So well, I was going to say that Connecticut one you watched also has a sequel. Yeah. <laughs> See, okay, so Gallows got a 4.2 on IMDb, and then uh, uh, Gallows 2, where'd you go? I lost you. Gallows 2, oh, sorry, it's called Gallows Act 2. You got a 4.4, so it's 0.2 out of 10 better (laughs) than the other one. Maybe not. Maybe I won't do that. Maybe I won't do that. But yeah, I gave it a five and a half for the gallows. Uh, the next movie, I, uh, the next movie I watched in this month, uh, I jumped back into the H and G's. I watched Hellboy Two: The Golden Army. Now, I like Guillermo del Toro a lot. I like his movies. Uh, he's a good director, and he makes things fun. And I remember watching the first Hellboy years ago and liking it. Mm-hmm. Um, but I never saw the second one. And it's, Golden it, Army. Yeah, and it seems weird because like Guillermo del Toro usually is like a one and done guy. He does he directs the first one and goes, all right, that was fun. Next project, but he directed. I think he I'm pretty sure he directed both Hellboy movies. Mm-hmm. Um, I think so. And uh, so this movie takes place after the first one, obviously, um, and after they they kind of wrecked havoc around town and do, like fighting the the main villain and all this other stuff. They're like, you need to take a step back. You're supposed to be, we're supposed to be a secret society. <laughs> People can't know about you. So lay low. He's like, all right, fine, I'll lay low. And then he doesn't lay low and just busts all this stuff up, whatever. Like, So then they bring in a, a, the specialist character named um, Johan Kraus, who's like a suit, but then he's like a mist inside the, like this like suit. Oh, yeah, yeah, that guy. And his voice by Seth MacFarlane, which pissed me off. I'm like, why does this sound familiar and jokey? And I looked, I'm like, oh, it's Seth MacFarlane. Yep, that sounds like Seth MacFarlane doing a German voice. Um, but uh, basically, the, the plot of this movie is that many, 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 many years ago, 
um, there are these people, and I can't remember names of like elves or whatever the fuck they are. Um, but there was a they were having a battle, uh, like demons and those so that they have this battle and uh, they this this race of people made these things called the golden army and they made this crown that if you wore it you controlled the golden army and the golden army like just annihilated humans and uh, just annihilated anything in its path. But then they realized how bad they're how how what a bad job they were doing. Like oh this isn't right. So they made a peace made peace. So they like broke up the the the, the crown and then gave the peace to these people and gave the peace to the, like their own. So like that this wouldn't happen again. But then one of the guys who, who one of the evil elves was like, hey, I want to control this. So then he's trying to track down the pieces of the of the crown so that he can where the thing controlled the, the golden army and uh, take over the world. Um, so that's kind of the, uh, that's the basis plot, but it felt like it took a little too long for all that stuff to get into action. And there's mm-hmm. a part in the middle that he was just fighting this giant plant thing that felt like it was out of nowhere. I don't know. I didn't really read the Hellboy comics, <laughs> so I don't know if many of these stories came straight out of the comics or they're made for the movie or whatever. I don't know. Um, but it was entertaining to a certain point. Um, I kind of got a little bored with it a little fast. Uh, but I, I feel that, that this is a comic book movie mm-hmm. before comic book movies were like the huge thing. Right. Yeah. Because I think this this movie came out the same year that like Iron Man came out. It came out in 2008. Yeah. Which might it, be... Yep, Iron Man came out in 2008. So, like... So, after we got spoiled with all these movies, like, these are great, and then you go back and you're like, this is a comic book movie. Okay. All right. Like, the pacing and so that isn't really set. Like, I mean, not saying that it's a bad movie. It's fine. But if I had seen it years ago, I bet I would have liked it more. Mm-hmm. Um. So I gave Hellboy 2, The Golden Army, I gave it a 6.0 out of 10. And since you're talking about Hellboy... Yes. I will talk about Hellboy. The new one? Um, So I will watch the one from 2019. um, With with the guy from Stranger Things. Hooper. Hopper. Uh, Yeah. I can't read his name. So (laughs) I have mixed feelings for this movie. Um, like I hated it, but I loved it Mm -hmm. at the same time. Um, so after I finished watching it, I like was trying to figure out why this movie rubbed me in two different directions. Um, well, for starters, they're pretending that you didn't see, well, I don't want to say they were pretending you didn't see the other Hellboys because, they have nods to the old Hellboy movie, but this is a completely new story. Yeah. Um, and there's so much going on in this movie. There's so much. Like, it's like, hey, we should make a Hellboy movie. And which storyline should we use? All of them. <laughs> what? Yeah, we're going to put as many in this movie as we can. Like, what is going on? It's just nonstop from story to story. Like, there's one overall story, 
but it's just like all over the place. It's nonstop like craziness, um, which is fun, but it's also like what? <laughs> yeah, um, need some coherence. And it's also a movie that they're like, we are going to make this R. We are going to make an R-rated superhero movie. Like we're going all in. So it's like they do stuff just because it's rated R. Like the intro narratization, they're like saying stuff and at the beginning of time and things got fucked up and stuff like like they're just forcing like swear words in the narration mm-hmm. just to be cool. Or at least if that's what it felt like. Yeah. And I was like, ah, oh. and yeah, like the guy who played Hellboy, it's like they were trying to go classic Hellboy mm-hmm. and also trying to do Deadpool. Oh, no. Yeah. There was like, after I finished the movie, I'm like, there's a lot that said, we are going to make a movie that people who love Deadpool will like. Oh, is there a lot of groin humor? No, but like, just like, I don't know. I don't know how to explain it. There's just so much happening and like, I don't know the violence and blood and jokes. Um, it's just, I don't, <laughs> I, I, I get at a loss of words. Um, but yeah, basically the basic premise of this Hellboy is that there was this really strong, witch way back in the day that because this is all like explained in the very first however many minutes of and there's this evil witch and you cannot kill her with uh, earthly things Okay, so she gets killed by uh, well not killed uh, King Arthur and Merlin and it was annoying because they're explaining stuff. And then King Arthur. Yes, that King Arthur. Like, oh, my God. Um, and he used Excalibur, which was unearthly, I guess. Okay. And he cut the the witch into segments. And then they put the segments into, like, chests and hid them in holy places. and kept them separated for years. So there's, like, a bunch of demons that came and are trying to collect all the parts to rebuild this witch. Okay. And that's the overall plot. But there's side plots where Hellboy goes to Mexico to try to retrieve a friend from vampires. And then there's like the wild hunt that happens. And there's so much going on Hmm. Um, as well as a precursor. Like this is how we found you. And, there's so many parts where the movie's happening and they're like, yeah, well, and then they do a flashback that's 15 minutes long about this character that they just introduced, like a story that they did. <laughs> um, th- this movie had Lobster Johnson in, yeah. which the Guillermo movies didn't have. Yeah, so it was Hayden, um, Hayden, Hayden, oh, Church. Yeah, yeah, the guy from... Wings. Stuff, Wings, yeah. And Sam I was trying to think from- that one. Sandman yeah, from Iron Man. Sandman in the... Sandman, Spider-Man uh, 3. Jesus. Thomas Hayden Church. So, there we go. Yeah, so he was in one of the flashbacks. And I was like, well, oh, that's kind of interesting that they brought that character in. 
Um, and yeah, like I said, it's just nonstop. <laughs> and, and they had like two, two epilogues. I don't want to say like end credit scenes because one of them happened right after it ended. Um, but there was a scene where Hellboy got, gets to meet Lobster Johnson and he like fangirls out like, oh, my God. Da, da, da. And I'm like, this is this is why I don't like this character right now. <laughs> like, this is why I don't like the movie. And then they did another scene where they find a tube with a creature in it. And then it's like a hint at Abe Sapien. Okay. So it's like, oh, Abe Sapien gets introduced, and it's for the sequel, I guess. Which made me think, what are they going to do for the sequel, since this felt like it had everything in it? (laughs) Except Abe Sapien. Um, And then I forgot about the Mist guy. Yeah, he wasn't in this either. Um, But yeah, I don't... See, I wrote down a score for it, and I think I'm going to keep it. I gave it a a 7.5. Okay. Um, the 2019 Hellboy because it was entertaining, but I don't know what the movie really knew what was happening. Um, yeah, <laughs> Hellboy. All right. So I don't know if they're gonna do a sequel or not, but I mean, it probably didn't do as well as they were hoping. Yeah. The. But yeah, it felt like let's aim for the. Deadpool audiences, but make it as gory as hell. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I, I I might watch it eventually, but we'll see. We'll see. <laughs> this guy's one of the comments. I don't consider myself as an angry guy, but if this is the new standard for blockbusters... Yeah. <laughs> I saw someone said, just watch the Guillermo del Toro duology. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, but if people never heard of them. Maybe it'll introduce them. Yeah. Yeah. Like, we're, we just might um, be the audience. Yeah. Um, the next couple movies I watched, you watched already on the podcast. So I'll, okay. these will be fast. Um, the movie Her was the next one I watched. Which you. I watched in June of 2014. Damn. First year. Um, yeah. So they listened to June the 14th, 2014 to get the summary. Um, I liked this movie a lot. It hurt a lot, though. Like, I felt so bad for her as a character. Mm-hmm. And, like, I Even felt so, like, because she's like, she was like, oh, I like having being in a relationship. And then she's like, wait, where where have you been? And he's like, oh, I'm, I'm busy. Well, I've been thinking about you a lot. Like, it was such a, like, un uncomfortable relationship they had but then like oh god the ending just hurt my heart so much but it was a good it was good i liked it a lot i gave it a seven and a half i gave her a seven and a half i also gave it seven and a half back in june of 2014 nice um i think this was two years ago mission impossible three because we're gonna watch those movie pass time (laughs) uh yeah 2018 july Okay, no, July 2018, um, Mission Impossible 3. Yeah, I watched 1, 2, and 3. I don't know what to say about this one. Um, 
it was a Mission Impossible movie. It was, it was, nothing really stood out to me. It, I don't know. I just gave Mission Impossible three of six. I did too. All right. Let's see if we can go three for three. Uh, I watched the movie Fargo. I saw that like back in high school, I think maybe, and I didn't understand half the things that are going on in it. But now I actually sat down and watched it. Mm-hmm. Um, when did you watch Fargo? I watched Fargo September of 2014, also first wow. year. That was a long time ago. I watched it because I was watching the TV show yeah. and I wanted to see how different it was. Yeah, it's good. I can see why people, a lot of people like it, but mm-hmm. um, I don't know. Yeah, it's. I mean, Lee H. Macy is fantastic in it. Steve Buscemi's great. I like the girl who is the the cop. Yeah, um, Frances McDermott. Yeah. Yeah, she's great. Um, yeah, it's that's it was a good movie. I gave it a seven. Three for three. We nailed it. I also gave it a seven. <laughs> See, this proves that we do kind of have a similar taste in movies sometimes, most of the time. Sometimes. It's not very often that I'll give us you know, a two and you'll four, give it a nine. The, the four movies we picked for this month, we weren't close at all. No, but we were both... Like place wise, placement wise, right? <laughs> they were there. Yeah, like if you ranked them, yeah, we yeah. rank them the same. <laughs> so yeah, those those three movies. Um, uh, yeah. So uh, I'm gonna every year or every month I say this. So Hulu has a movie series called Into the Dark. They do a horror movie every month uh, based on that month. And this month was Into the Dark's first sequel um, called Puka Lives. Oh. Which is funny because everyone talks about how, oh my God, it's their first sequel. But it can stand alone. Yeah. So it's like it's like those sequels of movies that it's like, you don't really have to see the first one because they changed or they they don't talk about anything from the first one except the fact that there's a to- a talking doll called Puka yeah. that was popular way back when um so the movie starts with the lady who created the doll um, okay going crazy and her husband uh is like, you're obsessed with this. This is not healthy, blah, 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 blah. And they basically both die in a fire. Um, and then it cuts to like present time. And while the original two actors were Will Wheaton and Rachel Bloom, okay. were like the, the, I'm like, I start the movie starts. I'm like, wait, they're in this movie. <laughs> so this one, the main guy, he is a famous writer but he wrote a book basically telling um, the styles of people who are famous on the internet. Okay. Like cataloging them. Like, oh, you got the person on the internet who does this and this and blah, blah, blah. And um, it pissed off like the most popular YouTuber. And his clan of followers like basically are destroying his life. So he uproots and moves back home. Uh, and he's trying to start a new job. So he gets a job at this company that is making the puka doll. Um, 
and they're rebranding and recreating like the new ultimate, you know, like the newest version of the Puka doll. So he's part of their ad campaign and um, he's getting pissed off at this guy who keeps messing with him, like the YouTuber guy. He's like, oh, we're going to do something great. So they have this, uh, uh, what's that pasta, creepy pasta? Okay. There's a website that's kind of like, like ripping off the creepy pasta thing. And he's like, let's make up a fake story about Puka. And then they like take information about the creation of fire and doing all this stuff. And he creates this fake ritual that if you do this, like Puka will come. And if you're evil, he'll kill you Jesus. kind of thing. So he creates this thing. It's like, you got to do the dance and like, uh, like eat ash, like, and like do this dance and stuff. And then Puka will show up. And then like after like the next day when he wakes up, it's got like a million reposts and all this stuff. And it's becoming like super popular on the internet. So everyone's starting to do this Puka challenge and it works. Oh, good. <laughs> like this giant Puka comes and is killing people. And they're like, no, someone's just dressing up as Puka and like taking it too seriously and stuff like that. But it's not, it's, it's real. So it becomes like, and then the the puka itself is evolving as the stories spread and change online, because people are constantly like updating and like narrowing down characteristics of these creepypasta type things, like where more stories get added to it and people believe different aspects. Mm -hmm. So they're like the the puka, the villain puka is getting stronger and stronger by the more comments that get put into it. So they, the, toward the end of the movie, they try to come up with a way to, to take it down. But it was interesting because I feel like it's a kind of horror film that hasn't really been made about the, the deadliness of the internet, like how like fan fan, fan, fan wagon <laughs> bandwagon stuff on the internet. Uh, like, just snowballs and gets out of control and how people take stuff way too seriously and will do anything, um, you know, Oh, cause all these people are supporting famous YouTubers and stuff like that. But do they really know them? They only know them by what they post and just adding to the army of stuff. I don't know. I just thought it was interesting because I haven't seen a movie that, has portrayed the internet as evil in a way that seems the most realistic. Yeah. I should say realistic because there's no way that they would actually create this monster, but in people's minds they would. Yeah. Um, but I, I mean, I liked this movie a lot more than the other Puka movie. Um, uh Oh, not print. <laughs> I was typing P. So I want to see what I put for the other one. The other Puka came out December 2018. Okay. Uh, I gave that one a six. This one I gave a seven. Okay. Uh, I, yeah, I don't know if I would recommend the first one, but the second one I enjoyed quite a bit. It was, yeah, it's called Puka Lives. Into the Dark Puka Lives. Um, I gave it a seven out of ten. All right. Now, this is not Puka related, but uh, <laughs> I watched a movie and... It... 
I hate when I don't know much about much about a movie, and the things I do know about it are basically the end of the movie. So I watched the movie called Hancock because uh, those um, I saw this during the during the podcast or just in general. So. I don't think it was in the podcast. In general. Yeah, I know you saw it. Um, I know my friend Joey was our friend Joey was like super excited before it came out. He's like, "Oh, it's gonna be great." Um, but the main, th- the only thing I knew about the movie was like the last chunk of it. Oh. So. Oh yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> the, the spoiler part. Yeah. So the part that I didn't know about the movie was the whole like hour and a half, first hour and a half or whatever. Um. So Hancock, he's this dude. Part that a lot doesn't happen. Well, there's more stuff happens that I realized I didn't know like it was okay. gonna go in that direction. So there's this dude named Hancock who's like he's super powered. But he just like kind of lives in a trailer. Played by Will Smith. Yeah, he's played by Will Smith. Uh, he kind of lives in a trailer, and he's just like, eh, whatever. Just he's like, I'll help when I can, but uh, he's not good at helping. Um, he's a superhero, I should say that. Uh, he's like, he's like pretty much invincible and can fly and stuff. So he'll like stop he's a kind of lazy. Yeah, he's lazy, but he's like, all right, I stopped a car, uh, a, a car of thieves, but then he busted like everything around him, and like he like like he stopped. Uh, Jason Bateman's character from getting hit by a train because his car stopped on the tracks, and he basically just plowed into the train and flipped the car, and like just did so much damage, like by derailing the train. He's like, eh, whatever. But then uh, Jason Bateman's character, he's the guy who works for like advertising and stuff. He's like, we can give you he's like a PR guy. He's like, all right, Hancock. He's like, we'll make the public love you. We'll turn you into a superhero, and the people will like, will actually respect you and and and, and learn to like you and some of that. Uh, so then, like, he does, like, all this stuff where he goes to jail for doing this stuff, the bad things he did and whatnot. And then, like, he makes his image better and gets a costume and stops, like, a bank robbery and all sort of some of that. Um, just making making his image look better and stuff. Uh, and then and then the actual plot kicks in <laughs> after that. Yeah, like, the last half hour. Yeah. Um, it was I all like right. Jason Bateman's character a lot. <laughs> what? I liked Jason yeah. Bateman's character a lot in this movie. Yeah, he was fun. Um, but no, it, the movie was all right. Every once in a while, like stuff would happen. I'm like, oh, Will Smith, you're still with Will Smith. But then mm-hmm. um, I did like how every time someone called him an asshole, he's like, I hate that word. He's like, asshole? Like, say that again. <laughs> like, he like, throws that kid in the air. It has some funny, funny, some funny moments and stuff, but... Uh, overall, Hancock was a decent movie. I gave it a six and a half. Seems about right. Yeah. I probably would have gave something like that. Um, let's do your next one. Well, the next one is uh, uh, original and a sequel. So I was just... Okay, I do both of them. Okay. So I watched the movies. Uh, in case you ever heard of this, it's called uh, Ace Ventura Pet Detective. Uh, hmm. Is there someone famous in that? Uh, Courtney Cox. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. <laughs> yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, in case you lived under a boat, under a boat, whatever. Um, Ace Ventura is a Jim Carrey character who uh, who's a detective who solves pet related crimes. Um, and I'm like, I, I want to ask you a few questions. <sighs> I, I haven't seen this movie since I was young. I'm like, I wonder how it holds up. It doesn't. It doesn't hold up at all. 
And I find Jim Carrey annoying in most of his roles, unless he's like doing a serious role. Like Eternal Sunshine is fantastic, but mm-hmm. watching this movie, I'm like, uh, he's so all over the place. But he's like, yeah, I I enjoy uh, Jim Carrey, but like the ones that are way over the top, like Ace Ventura. Yeah, I enjoy The Mask. The Mask is good. Yeah, but like. Yeah, Ace Ventura is too much. Like, there's good moments. Nature Calls is too much. Yeah, yeah. I don't, oh, we'll get to that. Um, <laughs> but Ace Ventura, like, so what happens is uh, someone kidnaps Snowflake, which is the uh, the mascot for the, the Miami Dolphins or whatever, the football dolphins. Um, and uh, and he's trying to figure out where, where the dolphin went. Because Dan Marino is in this. Yeah, Dan Marino. Uh, and then on the dolphins at the time, I think. Yeah. And he ends up getting kidnapped, but uh, but Ace Ventura, like, here's the thing: he's a guy, he's quirky, he's weird, he can be annoying at times, but um, like he's just kind of unaware of his surroundings, so that's fine. He's he's doing his own thing. He's like, oh, alrighty then, and stuff. When like, uh, I just, I hate movies when they make catchphrases where you have to like be like annoying to do the catchphrase, mm-hmm. because that's what happened in this movie. Um, and also 90s comedies. I forgot how much like electric guitar they use in certain scenes. Like the music in that movie was so 90s. Um, see what I think is funny about the movie is like his special skills being able to talk, communicate with animals. It just like I don't know the scene in his apartment where he just has all the animals and stuff. I thought that was kind of funny. Yeah, I don't. But that wasn't like over-the-top funny. It was just funny because it's, it's a bunch of animals. Yeah, no, there, there are funny moments and entertaining yeah. moments, but, like, it's... It, it was basically just... I felt like they're like, hey, Jim Carrey, just be yourself on the screen, and then sometimes that annoys me when the when they have comedians do that. Like, as brilliant as they are, like, Jim Carrey and, like, Robin Williams, like, I put those two in the same, like, area because they, they mm-hmm. go off... Yeah, they're very good actors, yeah. but when they are off, like they just like you can't stop yeah, them. Yeah, you take the leash it's off. Too much. Just, yeah. Yeah. But uh, overall, the movie was all right. I gave it a. I gave Ace Ventura: Pet Detective a six. Ace Ventura: Pet Detective is like a skit idea that just went too far. Yeah. No. 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 Yeah. It, like it'd be fine in like a two-minute segment. To me, to me, it worked as a film. As a movie, okay. like its own plot, you know, whatever, that's, that's fine. But you could tell the cash grab for the second one was like, we need to get as much money as we can while this is still hot. Mm-hmm. And, like, you know what that means? Like Austin Powers. Yes. So, like, you know, any joke that he did in the first one, any catchphrase, things that people are saying, we need to have him do that again, but even more so. Because he's like, alrighty then. And then... In the second one, he's like doing his fucking meditation, and he's like, "Oh, righty then." I'm like, "Go fuck yourself." And then it it turns it like in in the first movie, he was just being weird, and like he did he said weird things, and like just acted like like he had no idea what how social cues are because he's been around animals so much. Where the second one, he's like, he was purposely doing things to annoy people and purposely doing things that were destructive. And it, like it didn't feel like the same character, and that pissed me off a lot because he's like, "Oh, I'm going to do this," and like, but 
why? Why are you doing that? Because it's dangerous? That He wasn't doing things because they're dangerous. He was doing things because he was just unaware of what was going on around him, you know? Like flipping cars and stuff. And I don't know. But in the second one, Ace Ventura, When Nature Calls, uh, he is hired because this um, this group of people that live in Africa, this, this uh, God, I almost called them a cult. What are they called? Clan or uh, tribe? Tribe, uh, yes. Uh, they, like they were like a princess is gonna get princess is gonna get married, but they need this white bat that's like their I don't know tribe mascot or whatever. Um, they need this bat to be there, but it's been kidnapped. And if the bat doesn't show up by like sundown the the next day, then they kill the princess or whatever. I don't know. Some or they go to war with the other tribe nearby so to try to stop the war from happening between the two tribes um he has to try to find this white bat and then a whole bunch of fish out of water things happen he's like oh a whole bunch of poop jokes yeah the whole a lot movie. of poop jokes everything's all the food they have is made has poop in it and then uh and then of course it's funny because it's a bunch of african people and he's like i'm from america i don't know that you're Crazy customs. Okay, what's what's this? Let's do this. Ha ha! I'm look how annoying I can be. Uh, yeah, the second one not as good, but also it's not the worst thing that like I won't watch it again. But I also don't I I don't wish I didn't watch it if that makes any sense. Because then I, I otherwise I'd be like, I wonder how good that movie is. Now I know it's a five out of ten. Ace Ventura, Nature Calls, 5 out of 10. All right. Okay, so I watched a movie called The Lighthouse. Yes. Um, also known as Annihilation. W- Just kidding. Huh? Is it also known as Annihilation? Uh, Annihilation, in my opinion, was way better. Oh, boy. Uh, this movie was weird, man. Yeah. This movie, it starts off quite normal. But it just gets more weird as it goes. Um, so, what's his name? Robert Pattinson gets a job working at this lighthouse with uh, Will, uh, Willem Dafoe's character. So that's all I'm going to call him is Dafoe and Pattinson. Um, and, like, Willem Dafoe is the old sea time guy who's like, we're working all the time. You got to do this, 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 and uh, Robert Pattinson's character is just getting overworked, and because he's picking up all the stuff, lifting all the stuff, doing all the hard work around the lighthouse, uh, filling the the lighter and stuff, or not the lighter, but the lighthouse fuel, and doing like all this heavy lifting and hard work, and he's starting to get pissed because William Defoe's character doesn't do much. And he's like, we should both be doing it. He's like, no, do your job. I'm telling you what to do. You do your job. And his character is just getting stressed. And uh, he's, yeah, he's getting nightmares. And as it goes, you just see, like, his character just going off the deep end. Mm-hmm. Um, the isolation and then having to constantly work and being up at odd hours of the night because that's when the lighthouse is being used the most. Uh, and then he starts having these nightmares. He starts seeing things that aren't real. 
uh, or are they? Um, and then like, it just keeps going. And then like the conclusion of the movie happens and just did not expect it to go there. <laughs> um, and it was, it was a crazy ride. Um, Wow, that's loud. <laughs> Motorcycle. Yeah. Um, it was a decent movie. I just... Sometimes it's like you just don't know what you're going to see when you watch a movie. And you're like, I knew what I was getting into, I thought. But then like some of the scenes happen, you're like, what is happening? Because um, it seemed to me the trailers looked pretty straightforward and... They kind of are. Yeah. Um, but yeah, in case people don't know, this movie is shot entirely in black and white. Um, pretty sure it's four three the whole time. Um, this is like I want to say olden time, like where the lighthouses aren't electric, mm-hmm. so they actually have like an actual flame and stuff. So there's like a lot, and they live in the lighthouse for weeks on end um, to maintain this. So, yeah, I don't know what else to say, but yeah, I know, I know that there's... I gave the lighthouse, I gave the lighthouse a seven out of ten. Yeah, I know there's a lot of like just weird stuff, and then there's like a certain point where you don't want to know anything because that's was super spoiled the movie. Mm-hmm. And of course, someone I know Watch named spell the babes. Someone I know named Mitch that you know him too. He was yeah. like, he was talking one time. He's like. Oh yeah, we just saw the lighthouse. Do you want do you want me to spoil it for you? I'm like, no. Like it had like just come out like a week or two before in the theaters. He's like, Do you want me to spoil it for you? I'm like, no, I don't even I barely even know anything about this movie. I'm like, I'd rather go into right. it knowing nothing than have you go, This is what the spoiler is, and I go, I don't know what this means. You know? Right. <laughs> It'd be like, like telling people, uh, Rosebud is a sled. Yeah. Like, what? I don't know what that means. Yeah. Or like, like you obviously don't. Like if you never saw or, or knew anything about Star Wars, so it's like, yeah, Luke is uh, Darth Vader's son. You're like, who is Luke? Who is Darth Vader? I don't know. This means nothing to me. You know, right? This means nothing to me. But yeah, I was watching old Rick and Morty. Uh, this reminds me of the ending of Old Yeller because they both had dogs in it. <laughs> I was like, God damn it, that's such a good joke. It nothing. It was nothing like Old Yeller. <laughs> just both had dogs. <laughs> well, sorry, that was unrelated. <laughs> the last movie I have is our preview movie. Yeah, me too. All right. So last so, month, Jason picked a movie called Cashback. Yeah, a random one I found on an app that was on a streaming service we had. Yes, and uh, I, I for the longest time I couldn't remember what the name of the movie was, so. Uh, I go, all right, time to look it up and watch it. And I'm like, Re- rebate? No. I sent a screenshot to you. I know. I had to, I had to grab my phone and like look it up because oh. I couldn't remember what the name was. I couldn't remember the word cashback. Uh, but anyways, what we thought the movie was about was right here. I'm going to say that I think it's like they're bored at work and it turns into a truth or dare type thing where they're daring each other things and then it just escalates. And they both get fired from work. <laughs> yeah, not really that at all. <laughs> so you want to hear the funniest thing about this? What? You've seen I've it? I've seen this movie. Have you? 
I just didn't recognize it. Oh, God. I didn't know that's what it was called or what the movie cover looked like. <laughs> I rented it at Hollywood Video when I lived with Brian. Oh, God. That's funny. So it was a long time ago. That's funny. <laughs> but I'm like, he's an artist. and Yeah, I remember this. Like, I was like, am I having deja vu or did I actually see this movie? <laughs> Um, so that's kind of funny that I had no idea what the movie was about, even though I saw it. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so you, you want to give a synopsis then? So, uh, um, you watch it twice. The main character, <laughs> huh? Since, since you watched it twice. Yeah, but I have a horrible memory. You know this, <laughs> um, obviously. Um, so the main character is an art student and, uh, he has a hard time, like he's doing all of his art and he had a bad breakup and it's call, causing him to get, have restless sleep. Um, so he decided since I'm up anyway, I might as well be productive. So he gets a job working at this 24 hour supermarket and he meets people at the supermarket, um, falls for the, the girl that was the cashier that checked him out when he found out that, Hey, I should get a job here. Um, and it kind of goes on to like the evolution of his art style and him discovering that he, what kind of person he is and not relying on other people. And I don't know. It's like, it's funny because it's a movie about a guy who's a can't sleep and he's awake. But as the movie goes, he becomes actually more awake about who he is. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so I mean that's kind of the premise, yeah, right? Yeah, I I didn't know what to think about this movie, and as I was watching it, I'm like, I like this, I, li- I like mm-hmm. this a lot, and uh, no, I I actually really enjoyed this movie. I, I, I liked it a lot more than I thought I was going to. Mm-hmm. Um, like, yeah, the, the I mean, there's there's quite a few, um like obvious moments that you're like, I know what's going to happen here and here and some of that, but mm-hmm. it's still, it was fun. Like some of the characters were like just out, out there. Cause like one of the dudes that works at the grocery store, he like knew martial arts and he was just like always like practicing his martial arts. And like, and I was waiting for him to like, to get into a fight and lose, but then it, that never happened. So like, Oh, whatever. Right. Um, but the two guys hiding in the toilet paper or whatever. avoiding yeah. work. Uh, one of my favorite parts though, was when they went to the strip club and uh, the lady that was dancing on stage, you could just tell that she didn't give a shit about her performance at all. Like as a, right. as a dancer, I mean, not the actress, but she's kind of like, right. just like she's wearing like holsters not with fake guns trying. and she's just kind of like swaying back and forth, just smoking her cigarette on stage. Just like looking, not even like looking at the customers, just kind of looking around like, yeah, whatever. And I'm like, <laughs> I don't know why that, that visual is very funny to me. Well, it's just funny because it just tells you what kind of place this is. Yeah. Like, no one takes it seriously. And then, and... And then for 200 bucks, they actually got, like, like oh, 200 bucks. Really like good deal. That seems way too cheap. Like, I was waiting for, like, a guy or something like that. And then I'm like, oh. Right. I was waiting for, like, a really bad, uh, bad deal. And then, yeah, it turns out to be someone that he knew. Yeah. Um, or his friend knew. Yeah. Spoiler alert. 
But yeah, no, I gave uh, Cashback a six and a half. I gave it a seven and a half. Actually, like I watched it and I was like, that was really that was probably one of my favorite yeah. preview movies. Yeah, it's probably a good one. I just thought it was funny that I picked it. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even remember. <laughs> I mean, that happens. You yeah. Because they didn't show the main character on the box at all. No, no. Yeah, I was like, it showed the uh, and that woman that was like that he was on the cover. I think she's like it just, was just a, a random, just shopper. a random customer. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, this woman's gonna come into play, right? And then I'm like, uh, I guess not. Yeah, the one on the back is the cashier. That was about it. Yeah. All right, I already lost the movie that you picked. Oh, I took a screenshot of it. Uh, so I picked a movie randomly that's on uh, Netflix that looks interesting to me. Um, it's called. The Legacy of the Bones. Um, now, this is a, uh, a, a, a sort of crime-type movie, and it looks like there's it's uh, possibly in Spanish because the original title is in Spanish. Um, but on the cover, it shows... You see, uh, like, superimposed... A lady holding a baby. Yeah, a lady holding a baby, and she looks concerned and has, like, marks on her face. And then you see there's two... There's a priest. There's a priest, and then an, another guy who's probably... A little older, probably in his fifties, and then an old woman in the very front bottom, who's kind of small. Right. Um, and then behind this, like, it looks it looks kind of like a rundown sort of area. And the sky is cloudy. Legacy of the bones. See, like the part that gets me, the bones. Yeah. Like, is it like the bones? I'm guessing the main lady is um she's a detective and this baby uh she's trying to find out what happened to the mother because i'm I'm guessing the mother was uh, died and left the baby behind and as she's trying to figure out what happened to the mother she finds this big uh weird conspiracy with the the mother's family okay I'm taking a completely different angle. Okay. So the guy in the middle on the left that's not the priest, he has like a suit on, but his like unbuttoned collar and stuff. He kind of reminds me of the Dosakis guy. Okay. Um, I'm guessing he's some rich, well-off guy. And uh, oh, where was I going to go with this? See, he's rich. She has a baby that's tied that she's saying is part of, that's his or something. Mm-hmm. So he thinks she's just in it for the money or something. And I don't know. I don't know where I'm going with this, <laughs> but I have a feeling that there's like family money or something, okay. some, some with family money and the baby is tied to it somehow. That makes sense. I mean, it's not a good plot. Well, at you're all. not going to give, they're not going to give the ending away, obviously. Right. Obviously yeah. the old lady, on the bottom of the poster is the baby in the future into the baby. <laughs> uh, but yeah, um, yeah, that's a it's a crime thriller. There's really no taglines that I see. I don't know if it was made for Netflix or if it came to Netflix from Yeah, like it might be like distributed by Netflix cuz it's got the Netflix logo on it like yeah. But I don't think it's an original. I think it's just they're the first ones to show it in the U.S. kind of thing. 
But yeah, so overall, the worst movie I watched this month was Onward with a five. Uh-oh, I closed my... Oh, you thought we were done, done, notepad huh? The worst movie I saw um, was a tie for with four and a half was Henry Portrait of a Serial Killer and Ghost Team 1 with four and a half. <laughs> the both movies I picked for the month. Oh, boy. Oh, and then the best movie I watched this month was Good Boys with an eight and a half. The best one I watched was A Ghost Story at eight and a half. So eight and a half. Yes. So, yeah, uh, any, if you have any suggestions, you want to watch, so watch movies, uh, stuffbyscott at gmail.com. Otherwise, if you have any opinions, we were right, we were wrong, other ideas, uh, anything like that, stuffbyscott at gmail.com. And next month, we'll watch an I and a J movie. Yes. Uh, and other than that, that's, that's a wrap. wrap. This is a Scott Does Stuff podcast. <laughs> <laughs>